So other things would have to reply to management for the acceptance of their appointments. That will be done in a letter called the engagement letter. Now, before the auditor will accept the appointment of the audit, the auditor has to undertake some various procedures. One, the auditor has to identify whether they have the expertise or the resources to undertake the audit. As I mentioned earlier, an audit firm that is specialized in uh, financial institution may not have the expertise for telecommunication firms. Or a manufacturing company expert may not have the expertise for maybe uh, whatever it is, a financial institution or a financial company. So we would have to find out, one, do we have the resources, the expertise to be able to undertake this kind of audit? They find out about that. Two, what is our understanding of the industry, of the clients? What understanding do we have of the clients? And we're going to be doing all that. Three, aside this, what, is there any independent issue that we need to consider as a company? We need to take that into consideration. Who are the share, Who are the shareholders? Who are the owners of the company? Do we have any connection with them? Are we auditing any firm that is related to this company? We will ask ourselves of all those questions. When we find out and we realize that, okay, there is no issue about it, and sometimes, not all sometimes, but almost all the time, we are going to speak to the outgoing auditor. That is, if it is not the first time the company is engaging the service of an auditor. So we will speak with the outgoing auditor and ask the outgoing auditor, is there any reason why you think we should not accept the audit of this company? Then they may tell you that, yes, we, leave, we left them because they, did not pre they are preventing us from doing our work properly. So we have left them. Or we left them because they were not paying us how much they said they would pay us. Or we don't have any problem with them. Our time is just due, or we are now too big, we can't audit that firm, so go ahead and audit them. So we seek the opinion from the outgoing auditor. Remember, before we do that, we need to speak with the company for them to give us their address, and we connect with them. After we undertake all this, and we realize that everything is okay, then we're gonna write to management to accept that we have accepted the audit, and the letter we issue is what refers to as the engagement letter. In the engagement letter, we are going to communicate our acceptance of the audit. We are going to also communicate about the audit plan and the audit strategy that we're going to be using on the audit. We are going to tell them the timing that we are going to be coming there for visit and all other information guiding our audit or the audit engagement. We communicate that to them. Now, after we do this communication, or simultaneously as we are doing the communication, we need to plan what? The audit. How we are going to undertake the audit. So, what is audit planning then? In a simple language, we can say that audit planning involves the establishment of the overall strategy for the engagement and developing an audit plan. Audit planning involves the establishing establishments of the overall audit strategy 
for the engagement and developing an audit plan. Establishment of the overall strategy for the audit and developing an audit plan and developing an audit plan. Now, in your opinion, per the understanding you've gathered so far, do you think it is important we plan the audit? If it is important, then what are the importance of audit planning? So let's look at some importance. Why do we plan the audit? And when we plan the audit, what will it help us to do as auditors in our audit work? Mm. What would you say? RFM, that is a risk of material misstatements. Okay. The issues that we do. So, audit planning, it assists the auditor to identify risky or key areas of the audit which may result into risk of material misstatements. Yes. So when we plan the audit, we'll be able to identify those key areas or the risky areas which may result into the risk of material misstatements. Apart from that, what can we say? When you plan an audit, one of the things you can do is that it also assists the auditor to devote appropriate resources appropriate attention or resources to key areas of the audit. So from the first one, we said it will assist us to identify the key areas. So once we know the key areas, it will assist the auditor to what? Allocate the attention required, the necessary resources required to those key areas. Then we can also say that it helps the auditor to properly organize helps the auditor to properly organize and manage the audit engagement. properly organize and manage the audit engagement. Because remember, we are going to be dealing with a team. So when we know the key areas, when we have an understanding of the client's entity, we will be able to know 
the people that we need to bring on what? This audit team. If the company is really IT uh, inclined, then we need to bring in some strong IT guys so that they will be on the audit team to assist us in extracting the audit trail or information from the system. That is also an important we can talk about. Fourth, we can say that facilitating it facilitates or helps it or yeah, it facilitates or to facilitate to facilitate the direction to facilitate the direction and supervision of engagement team members. So the audit plan will tell us about the direction of the audit, how we should undertake the audit, when we should undertake the audit, what we should do at each stage of the audit. So these are some importance of auditing that we can talk about. Is it? Time saving. Time saving. Okay. Can you explain that? Uh, it helps us to uh, manage the time spent. Okay. 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 So we can put it this way that audit planning it provides the procedure and approach for the audit thereby saving the audit team time. So yes, we can save us time because we are able to plan the audit properly. So when it comes to audit planning, there are two components of audit planning. Two components. And this is where we're going to spend most of the time on. So components of audit planning. Yes. Can we end here? Yes, I'll be ending here. Components of audit planning. Two. So I'm listing them down and we'll take them from next week. Audit strategy and then audit plan. So these are the two components of audit planning and we're going to take them one after the other and be below each of them is a tall list of things that we have to do under the audit strategy and also under the audit plan. Then from there, we'll put the two together and then we'll see how audit plan is about. So that is it about it.